Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. This is the one you chose, which is Moonshine Moonshine Ouch. Moonshine Haze Live Butter. I thought it was called Moonshine Ouch, which would be also be so cute. No, Moonshine Ouch was because I just touched Aww. the dab now with my knuckle. Aww. Not a good idea. All right, will you hand me that torch? Torch? Medium Tony is trying to take my seat. Medium Tony. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's female Tony. Uh, we have uh, two cats that look exactly the same, but one's like One's called deformed. the schnozzle monster. One's big and one's medium. One's medium. A dab a tuba. If you could cough, if you could cough into the mic. Into the mic. on it. Okay, anyway, hi. Hey, hi. How's it going, you guys? Good going. It's we have special guest with us this week. GB, otherwise known as Garrett. Garrett Bettesworth. Government name. He's back. Hashtag government name. Still single, ladies. Still single. We're still trying to sell him for a beautiful dowry. Drop me a line on my AOL instant messenger. Look him up. Look him up on Wayfair. Okay. It'll be the Garrett. It's the cheaper one. It's the cheaper (laughs) one. For they're giving these away. Yeah. <laughs> they're giving these away. They'll actually pay you a small, small sum. It's definitely not twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, welcome to the horror comedy podcast where we get high and talk about scary shit. For anybody who's new, this is Jake. I am Haley. This is our friend GB. This is Garrett. Um, Hashtag single Garrett. Single Garrett. Ouch. We're accepting dowries. Dowries. Heads of cattle. Goats. Um, but we'll we take, an, we'll take him anything. Earlier as our yeah. child. He's our son now. Yeah. yeah I so. Had a fresh start. Right. <laughs> but. Um, like we, we, will we will whore him out. We will whore him out. We'll sell him. We'll yeah. arrange a marriage. My parents have a podcast now. For likes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are creative. Your parents so are losers. Just for your just for your liberal arts degree. It's going to be yeah. great. I'm so sorry for your we'll just give, we'll just give it to you. Very expensive liberal arts degree. Oh. And I'm going to live with you guys in your house for he a He wants to go to college. Did you know that? You guys are going to love it. It's going to be great. We're gonna have that hard time. We shut the door. Sign the will, it. Stone. Why don't you just sign <laughs> that paperwork I gave you? All I'm saying, yeah. All I'm saying is you get nothing. No visitors. <laughs> I would like to nothing. give everything I have to the church. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real. I <laughs> opened the church. Yeah. <laughs> the Church of Garrett. Um, did you guys? How are you guys? How are you doing? Is everybody stoned? What's going Good. on? Stoned. High as balls. Me too. Uh, took My edibles. Took dabs. Yeah, drinking wine. Yep. Blunts. Ate mac and cheese. I'm high off the pasta. Oh, That's a thing. How's <sighs> everybody doing? Pasta out. That's right. It actually was delicious. Shout out to German food. Shout, shout out, out to German food. Is mac and cheese a German food? No. Nope. But shout out to German oh, wait, food. We still appreciate other cultures. How do we know what it is? Let's Google it right now. Um, Italian. What kind Maybe? of food is? Oh, I don't know. It's it going to really be American, I bet. Think it's going to be American? I think it's going to be American. It is... Mac and cheese in the U.S. and Canadian English. The Canadians, they call it craft. So the Germans they call it didn't have dinner anything there. like it's craft dinner. That's a big like deal cheese. there. That is. It's, it's like uh, okay, okay. You say mac it and says cheese, they're like what? Are you, you mean why? You mean you craft? Mean, you mean it says according to cliffordawright.com. Yeah, French, uh, there can be no doubt that its ultimate Canadians. origins are right now. are Italian. It's from Italy. Oh, you're right. Pasta. Southern Italy. So. They got stereotypes too. work out for food people. They the pasta. We put the cheese on the pasta. They put the cheese Aye, on the pasta. No <laughs> sauce. Everybody knows Italians oh. love cheese. We yeah. speak Italian. Did you know that? I love cheese too. Did you hear us speak Italian just now? It's rude as fuck. Arrivederci. Did you guys? He knows the most Italian. Gorlami's bastards. He's like. Uh, did you guys hear the news that the government released is going to release new UFO files? Yes, the square. The square unidentified object in the sun. Did you hear? This? Did you see that? Nope. We saw square in the sun. Exactly. No, we saw a picture of the sun, mm-hmm. and there was a black spot oh, on yeah. the sun, and it was Hate in a it. perfect square. Uh-huh. Hate and it. I don't know what it is. Hate the it. UFO. Okay. Hate it so much. The uh, UFO. But it does spark an on interest. On the what? A square bug? I mean, no. I'm not contesting it. <laughs> there's no other. I mean, there's no shapes on the sun. Period. There's so, just I mean, not. They're staring not. at the sun. 
So I'm not saying that there's that it's impossible that their eyes might have been uh, damaged. No, or you're talking about people that professionally are looking at the sun. So it's like okay, they're, they're stop. not doomed no, to last forever. No, they were looking at it the through a telescope. Lookers. Yeah, they're well, all cross-eyed like, I'm going shit. to be a sun the, the cataract, and they're like, Sorry. oh, the, the spot the on the sun. That's why yeah, yeah, John needs a sun like looker. they're just looking out at the sun. Yeah. They're looking at a camera that's looking at the sun. I picture like turkeys, how they look up at the rain. That makes it sound so cute. Do we blind ourselves instead of drown ourselves? Yeah, they're just staring at the sun. That's you can go blind from looking at the moon. It smells like steak. You know that? No. What? That's you can go blind from <laughs> snow. <sighs> I did know that because we read all about the Donner Party for an episode we were going to do. It's a real yeah. thing. People watch out for snow. Snow's evil. Fuck off. I stay inside. Don't stare at Snow's it. trying to kill people. 2020 <laughs> hashtag. That's relevant snow. to what you're saying, uh, to what I'm about to tell you. So I read about the thing. I seen the news about the UFOs. It gave me a big interest boner. Made me feel really frisky about aliens in Again. a not horny way. Uh-huh. Uh, She's had this famous sound bite. She's had this Yeah, that before. was weird. Uh, so I had already Unless written most of this week's episode already when I heard about the UFOs. But it kind of like made me go through and like take a look at what I wrote already with this in my brain and i noticed a really creepy pattern <gasps> that could explain some things deep gasp so in files music i don't even know how that goes i don't watch that uh i don't know but it still gives me like chills it's like let's let's scary let's put that in there okay uh january 26 1950 the douglas uh which is some kind of fucking airplane departed from anchorage alaska Already spooky, okay? <laughs> Alaska, lots of weird shit. Yep. Sun <laughs> for a long time. It's a military the yeah. plane. Yeah. It's where the wall is. I have a picture of it. What wall, Jake? The D10. I you guys haven't heard the, the wall? Douglas. I ain't never heard the of no wall. In wall? Antarctica? Antarctica uh, or yeah, Alaska? Wait, what are talking about? Yeah. Right? people. That's like some real tinfoil hat shit. <gasps> that's some weird flat earth shit right there. Yeah. I don't know. There's wall up there, guarded by military. Yeah. In what Alaska? They, why would they guard it? In Alaska and why? Antarctica? Because? What's in there? Here it is. I don't this know. Is, uh, what's I in don't the know, hole? Stone? Nice. Okay. Plane? Kind of badass. It's like a silver plane. Old timey. Yeah. And it's on our Instagram if y'all want to see it too. But uh, it was part of the first strategic support squadron, which is like some kind of ar- army strategic air command situation. Mm-hmm. There was an eight-person crew and 36 mm-hmm. passengers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crowded. <laughs> I don't know. They were scheduled to leave earlier. Clown car of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> how many people were in there? <laughs> and they're all wearing big in. shoes. Might yeah. as well go for it. Yeah. Everybody's how many here. more? Can, no, get rid of the fuel. They no. were scheduled to leave earlier in the day, but there was an issue with one of its four engines, and that delayed them <laughs> by a few hours. But they did get it fixed, and they left. Um, just, you know, a little late, but they were flying from Anchorage, Alaska to Great Falls, Manta- uh, Great Falls Montana. 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 It was. That's how they say it there. Montana. It was an eight hour flight. Two hours into the flight, air traffic control received notice that the flight was on course and had just flown over snag, which is in the territory of Yukon in Alaska. <laughs> Fucking snags. Gold mining country. Fucking yeah. snags. Dirty old snags. Ew. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like a bad word. Huh? It does. Yeah. It really does. Sla- it's like slag. That's a bad word, right? I think no. it definitely yeah, sounds like really mean. Bad word. Slag. I that's like Ooh. what comes off of stuff when you weld. I don't Ew. know if that, that is a weird fact that I think is probably true because you GB, know only you. I took four years of welding. Wait, that's cool. I don't know. I don't know. I think a slag is a term. I mean, I'm sure that's real. Are you Googling slag? Slag. Remember last time this happened? <laughs> right, cut out Hit me part with the urban dictionary. Being an asshole human living dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> Give me a Webster's definition urban. and the urban dictionary definition. It's a glass like byproduct left over after metal has been separated from its raw ore. Oh, okay. Or it's a woman who sleeps around and looks cheap. Uh, it's both correct. Both high five. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. yes. Outcome. You guys, that was such a beautiful yeah. friendship moment. Uh, they just had I was five. like, I was like, I How actually think that that's probably out. true. I'm so happy. No one else, like, I would exactly. never know I that. Thought what he said was true is true too. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it's. I feel like I just is seen your friendship. Does it say like British up. British origin? I already did closed it. That? I'm oh, really wait. sorry. Come it on, we're done. I want to end the podcast. Podcast is over. Okay. 
Our brains. But when it was time for the scheduled on-course landing, no plane touched down in Great Falls, Montana. Operation Mike was launched, named after the plane commander, which is Lieutenant McMichael. It was a search and rescue. Mike McMichael. Mike? That would be a wild-ass name. Mike Michael Mc- McMichaelson. McMichaelson. <laughs> yeah, his middle name. Yeah, Mike is his middle name. Yeah. It was yeah. a Michael search. Right? His middle name's Richard. Yeah. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> it was a search and rescue operation containing 85 planes and 7,000 people on foot. <laughs> they covered 350,000 square miles. No trace of the plane, the plane was go? ever found. Where is the plane? They don't know. Where's the birth certificate? They don't know. <laughs> it's never know. found. It's never found. Harsh. July 21st, 1951. Canadian Pacific Airlines airplane, another Douglas, departed as scheduled at 6.35 p.m. Right. from Vancouver. Starting to see a theme here. Yeah. Well, you, let's just send another one mm-hmm. the same exact it's one. Why people don't fly in Douglas airplanes? It's like they're trying to recreate the Titanic, and it's going to take the same route, the original the route. Titanic? No. Skytanic. That is terrifying. Wow. If airships would have taken off, exactly. If airships would have taken off, that would have been terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so blimps are fucking. Sorry, I'm upset. I love steampunk stuff, and blimps really get my rocks off. (laughs) This is a plane. Keep your rocks on for now. July 21st, 1951, Canadian Pacific Airlines airplane, a Douglas DC-4, departed as scheduled at six at 6:35 from the Vancouver International Airport. Headed to Tokyo with one stop in Anchorage, Alaska. Hey, yo. We're going to Alaska. That sounds like a cool plane. They're going to Tokyo. Yeah, kind of, right? As expected, the flight reported to the Cape Spencer intersection right on time. And that's about 90 minutes away from Anchorage. The pilot gave an an estimated arrival time of midnight. The edible is kicking in, you guys. At 12.44 a.m. 15-minute activation time. Check. Check. At 12.44 a.m., an emergency warning went out after the aircraft had not reported on time. Nothing was ever heard from the plane again, nor the 31 passengers or the six crew. There was snow and ice that night, so you could, you know, assume that the plane was downed. Um, The American and Canadian Air Forces, you know, teamed up and they searched, but they never found any trace of the plane or the occupants. The search continued until the end of October. So that's a long S. These planes are Switch. all aluminum and stuff too. They're all shiny. It seems like right. it's yeah, you would be able to see it. It's yeah. all reflective. Planes, man. It's it's a lot though. You know, you're out there. Planes can crash. You know, I mean, I guess it sounds crazy, but I mean, they have planes. to crash. It's you know, you never know. It it's true. Crazy and we're gonna kind of circle back to that. When's absolutely. The last time you know you were like, oh man, I know this is the exact route I'm about to fly when I fly here. I know we're overland. I'm about to yeah. travel. Yeah, All I'm saying is I personally don't like flying. It's crazy. Just because like you don't it's know like a where boat. you're going. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's like a boat. You sink in a boat. Done. Nobody's going to find you. Yeah, no, nobody, I mean. Done. Hopefully you're on a lake or something. The ocean, same right. thing. Yeah, they're gone. On October 16th, 1972, Don Johns, chief pilot for Pan Alaska, handed in his completed fight pl- mm. flight plan to air Sounds control. Like a cool guy. Right? He's definitely from Miami. Captain Don Johns, are you shitting Yo, me? He was like Don. bestowed that title by the King of Spain. I hope he was. Yeah. The Don. And he just Johns. liked piloting. Yeah. That was his passion. It's just his side hobby. I just fly. He loves moving cool. people around the world. Loved that it. was his He was passion. a visionary. I get free travel. The flight plan was straightforward straight and routine. He was to fly his Cessna 310, and I have a picture of that. I'll show you in one second, and y'all can see it on Instagram if you want. He was to fly it from Anchorage to Juneau, leaving at 9 a.m. No, that's why I asked you. (laughs) 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 Got him, son. (laughs) Juneau. No, that's why I asked you. That was very good. You deserve a fucking trophy. There's going to be loud sound. This is the plane in question. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's like a modern plane. That's definitely a drug dealer plane. Looks fast. Yo, Don yeah. Johnson. Two pretty yeah. strong engines. Don Johnson's a fucking drug on. runner. Don yeah. Johns. That looks like some turbo shit for a drug runner. Like you'd be holding ass while you're. <laughs> One of those engines could fly that plane. I feel like. So, uh, blah 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 blah. It would be like a three and a half hour trip, and as usual, Johns would be flying through marginal weather. In Alaska, getting ground by small plane is a reality for a lot of people. Yeah. 
Uh, if they waited for good weather, they would be waiting for fucking ever. <laughs> These clients, in particular, were on a really strict schedule. And they had chosen Don John's specifically clients. because... He had 17,000 hours of flight time. Drug lords. And he was super experienced with these sorts of flights. Drug flights. No, no, no. Uh, It was actually Alaska Congressman Nick Begick. The government, of course. CIA. I knew it. His aide, Russell. It looked like a CIA coke plane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The CIA coke plane. His aide, Russell Brown. (laughs) Miami Vice. Yeah. His right. name's Don Johnson. Too. Yeah, Don Johnson. Don 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 Johnson. That's not a fake name. My yeah. name's Jerry Johnson. Yeah. Jerry Johnson. <laughs> everybody, while we just heard, My name's Danger McCoyfield. Or yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, his aide, Russell Brown, and Louisiana Congressman Hale Boggs, who was the U.S. House of Representatives Majority Leader. Huge cokeheads. <laughs> they were on their way to Allegedly. an election rally in Juneau, and they had to make it in time. So marginal weather, right? Here in Colorado, that could just mean, like, it's hailing, or it could just be really fucking hot. But in Alaska, that is much more dramatic. Like, you know, icy rain, turbulent winds, mile and a half visibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible mm-hmm. flight mm-hmm. conditions. Mm-hmm. Awful. But it was Sounds nothing that Johns rough. hadn't done before. So when the plane didn't arrive in Juneau on time, it was immediately reported missing. And the largest search and rescue effort in history up to that time was launched. Yeah, because all the coke coke money was gone. There was no coke. (laughs) Yeah, when they found the plane. There were 50 civilian planes, 40 military aircraft, and they covered over 325,000 miles. And the search lasted for 39 days. They flew for 3,600 hours. They searched (laughs) the coastline, the glaciers, and the Wrangell-St. Elias mountain range. A law had just passed a few months earlier that mandated all small planes have an emergency locator, um, which would nice. like broadcast Very a signal. Helpful. But if it landed in water, not in space. it's not 100% sure if it would broadcast a signal. Kind of Useless. Can't get to space. Right, not it's sure. So no signal was ever received anyway. So officials kind of were just like, oh, there's probably no locator on there. Um, the aircraft was never found. Huh. CIA drug plane. The aircraft was never mm. found, and there was no piece of the aircraft ever found either. Mm. And there, it was not a CIA drug plane. Don't listen to Jake. That's he allegedly. Allegedly, I think <laughs> they could be stealing gold for the CIA. Maybe. Um, the men maybe were declared it for cocaine. They no. were declared. Uh, they were declared dead in December, but Begick and Boggs were both reelected to the House of Representatives. What? So dead? he was alive? Yeah, no. Oh. There you go. I don't really know. Is it one like of his kind of like thing where they're like, oh, out of solidarity, we. I don't know. We his wife, one of the guys, gone. his wife took over. I don't really know. Wow, oh. nepotism in politics. Your family Shrugged. can't take over your position. And this is in like '72. It's not like oh, that long ago. Back then, nobody the was keeping. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Nobody was keeping track of shit in Alaska in '72. Yeah. I think uh, Reagan had that from too. Yeah, what's fuck's happening in Alaska? Is it light there or dark there this time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's the dark time. Yeah. It was the dark times. Nobody we had. The dark times. It. Wait, what was that? There's movie no questioning the government in the dark Which times. Time? With Eth- with the um, thirty days heartthrob of the, um, that would be scary in Alaska. That was a scary movie. Was that the Alaska one? Thirty days a night with that's uh, the vampires. Yeah, and it's all crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're scary vampires. Yeah. That was a good one. That's I my favorite make vampire. It at least twenty eight days. Fuck that. Twenty eight days later. I don't know if I would make <laughs> it all the way to the thirty. At least twenty eight though. Oh, you would probably die like you would fuck up with like who is that one guy dynamite accidentally or something. Yeah, Garrett, be the fucking crazy gun that I had yeah. dynamite. Anyways, November seventeenth, nineteen eighty six. I would hope that I would be in the kill dozer. That would be pretty. That would be good. like I'm pretty strong. Well, I'm just welded in here for cool. thirty days. Right. I mean, Whatever. Throwing your poop got out a lot the of garlic. Yeah, I got a lot something? of garlic, bitch. Yeah, yeah. A lot right. of garlic bread in this thing. I <laughs> ate a bunch of garlic. Yeah. <laughs> Just spraying garlic. Basically shitting garlic for the last week. Yeah. Anti-vampires. <laughs> uh, you can't Coming drink through me. my pores. <laughs> but planes. Sure, they never uh, yeah. tested that. In that what movie? if vampires took over a plane? Plan? Plane? Plane? A plane. Vampires on a plane? Featuring yeah. Maybe that's what happened in the Samuel last plane. Jackson. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I'm tired of these fucking planes. Motherfucking vampires plane. on this motherfucking plane. I'm sick yeah. of them. What if they're a vampire terrorist? <gasps> Ooh, <terror laughs> trying to take out blood banks because it's like a bank to them. It's got. It's like Damn. where they keep all their food away from them. Did you just Trade put a dad action. like that was the most elaborate dad joke of all time? Right? Maybe it kind it of was. 
sure. <laughs> it is now. I'm it saying vampire now. terrorism is yeah. a serious threat. It's serious. I don't know why you're we're laughing. We're here to bring awareness to vampire terrorism. <laughs> yep. November 17, 1986, Captain Kenju Tarachi and his crew boarded the Boeing 747 cargo freighter for a routine cargo flight. Kenju Tarachi? Super Japanese. Yeah. They were departing from <laughs> Japan, stopping in Iceland first, then Anchorage, Alaska, before making its way to the final destination of Paris, France. Maybe not Alaska anymore. They fly, the flight entered Alaska. Crash place. I bet you that's a joke among pilots. Like, going yeah. to Alaska? Going to Anchorage. <laughs> going to Juneau? Tim left his We're wife. We're not going to know where Tim you are Tim or left some his weird. Wife. I heard he's going to Anchorage. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there to console her. Do you guys oh, yeah. want to hear the punchline of the pilot joke for Alaska? What? There is none because they disappeared before they could finish it. Uh, how'd you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How you. Uh, that's, that's the scariest part about these up. Alaska crashes. Like I said, it's never closure. It's always like, did they get eaten by bears? Did they, did they drown in a river? This the is a flight? Movie. Alaskan Actually. piranhas? The flight entered Alaska moving at a comfortable 565 miles per hour. You know, comfortable 35,000 feet up. At 509, air traffic control got word that the flight had entered Talkeetna, Alaska. Hmm. Captain Taruchi completed the turn into Count. Talkeetna and straightened out the plane. At 5.11 p.m., the captain noticed two unidentified craft to his left. Well, fuck! UFOs. Russian, oh, I mean UFOs. Russian UFOs. Russian UFOs. <laughs> he reported that they were below his plane, estimated 2,000 feet under. He assumed it was a military ship of some sort. He tried to focus on flying and ignore the craft that was, you know, kind of in the corner of his vision. But mistake. the longer it went on, the more alarmed he became. Yeah, because why would you fucking say something right away? Like, hey, um, yeah, well, there's something up here. I plane, here. I feel like it'd be so fragile, you know. I'm like, I would constantly be worried about things that could True. knock me out of the sky. Yep. True. It seems easy to oh, me. Oh, they're going to shoot me down. Yeah, I see well, two bright mystery was, lights way off yeah. in the distance. It was pacing the same. <laughs> what? It was pacing the same speed as Edibles. them. The captain attempted a maneuver and discovered the craft was also pacing their same exact flight path. Ooh. At 5.18 p.m., the two objects suddenly swerved 500 to 1,000 feet in front of the plane, one flying on top of the other, like a scary inverted. UFO equal sign in the sky. Because the they were inverted. Top Gun. Oh. Okay, sorry. Go. The captain said at that moment the craft started doing... A, quote, kind of reverse thrust. It made a huge flare of light that lasted like seven seconds, and it was so hot that the captain could feel the heat of the light in the, in the you know, John. So, mind you, these crafty shippy things are like fucking almost sideways, but they maintained a perfect speed to keep their distance. The captain said that... Yeah, obviously, this guy's alive still. He is. He lives in Japanese like a quiet forever. village. Yeah. And he survived. Oh, it's, probably so, it's probably so quaint. Really it's nice. probably nice. <laughs> it's yeah. probably so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the peaceful. captain said that quote: "The thing was flying as if there was no such thing as gravity. It sped up, <laughs> then stopped, <laughs> then flew at our same speed, in our same direction, so that it was as it appeared to be standing still. The next instant, it changed course. In other words, the flying object had overcome gravity." End quote. So it was doing crazy shit. The captain this guy was also flying a drug plane, just a different kind of drug. <laughs> yes. Psychedelics. The up captain there. did alert. Well, no, because his uh, like co-pilot or whatever did see it. These things are like what Bob Lazar talks about. Yeah. Shit yeah. is on some other shit. Different um, propulsion. Doesn't Lazar. even work like a exactly. plane. Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't even comply to rules of physics. As so we he did, them. like you said, he did tell the peoples. He told air control, air traffic control at 519. So like. A minute after he saw it, he did alert them. Holy shit, you guys never what gonna the believe fuck is this. Yeah. yeah. I just saw you two dinner like plates flying person, up yeah. here. Crazy shit. Literally yeah, breaking the rules oh, of physics, what? making ninety degree turns at a thousand miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. And, and they looked and they were like, Well, there's no traffic in that area. But whatever the hell it was, it stayed suspended anymore, in front of them like that for five like, minutes. I can see it right in front yeah, of me. Yeah, what do you mean? And then it moved into a side-by-side formation, and it stayed Ooh, like that for another form. ten minutes. Like and it was, it was doing weird shit shot. with its lights. Uh, it's communicating. Um, and yeah, I have like a picture. Look at these dumbass humans. Do they, they understand? This is what he said. Do they understand lights? This is what yeah. it looks like. So it was actually square. 
Oh man, oh. it looks kind of like a stadium light. It looks like a yeah. set of three bars of stadium lights. That's how they're. Tr- you know how we we always think we would communicate with aliens by lights. Yeah, they're actually doing that to us. They're like these dumb fucks. Actually, you know that's that, a really uh, sweet you know and innocent <laughs> assumption, and it you know says a lot Star about Wars your angel ship? heart. You know that one in the beginning of the first Star Wars that has like all those engines strapped in the back? It's flying. It looks like one of those flying away from you. Yep. Totally. And um, but faster. Yeah, so it looks like it has way more engines. Yeah. Then the two crafts like fucked off or whatever. The captain could now see what he thought was a faint light trailing behind their plane now. And he could just barely see it. But it was right behind them, you know, mirroring their whatever it was. If it was there, it was mirroring their direction, their speed, their altitude. No. So what he did was he set the plane's radar to confirm that it was there and that he wasn't just like like imagining it. Yeah. Same angles. But there was something in their 10 o'clock direction, something seven and a half miles behind them. 10 o'clock is this way. Yep. So. It would be like. They see something. Seven o'clock. It said 10 o'clock. Ha! Fake! Fake news! We knew you were lying. Maybe I just like misread it or whatever. No, it's okay. Um, But, uh. Da, 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 da. He alerted air traffic control again, and they were all like, oh, no, there's nothing there. We don't see it there. There's we, nothing there. We, we're here in the Kajulanina, Alaska. As they approached the city of Fairbanks, Alaska, there was now some light at least. Do you know So the captain could at least vaguely make out what was trailing them. He said that he saw, and he was the only one that saw this, but he said he saw the outline of a spaceship that was, quote, Twice the size of an aircraft carrier, end quote. Damn. Moving like yeah. that, though? That's wild. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Breaking physics. Huh. Things Ooh. shouldn't be able to move like that. What are you guys doing? Why are you flying Man, so slow? Could, the captain began to try to, to outmaneuver dead. the craft. <laughs> Apparently, he tried turning right? around Why 360 degrees. He tried taking a 45-degree angle turn, and he tried descending like 400 or 4,000 feet. Buddy, could what you, you not to show off. Just outsmart the UFO and fly your plane straight towards the ground. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you guys are gonna try to abduct us, <laughs> huh? Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, but the objects still tailed them consistently. Air traffic control offered military intervention, but um, recently there was a Mantel incident situation that had happened. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. So I guess what in Kentucky, it? like these people mm-hmm. saw a UFO and the military. Like, got alerted or whatever, and this guy hopped in his plane, like, his war plane, and he tried to catch the UFO, and he, like, crashed and died and stuff. So, like, the mm. captain was all, no, I don't want anyone out here, like, trying to chase that. Nah, we want to do it sense. again. Yeah. yeah. And he so just, valuable. what was he you chasing? Him chasing? He was trying to chase a UFO? Machines. It's called the Mantel Incident. Maybe we'll look it up more and talk about it. You guys should watch Project time. Bluebird on Netflix. I would love to. It has, um, like, reenactments and shit like that, and it's crazy. But Captain Tarachi was ah, able but to. But Captain. Wow. Ah, <laughs> got him. Captain Tarachi. He worked hard for that title. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Classic. Sorry. Go. Captain Tarachi was able to safely land the plane at 6:20. So, what if the captain and his crew survived to tell the tale that the other planes didn't? Well, it's over Alaska. He so. made it. Their plane landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they were going to crash. No, they made it. Did you know? <laughs> Even considering the weather, what could cause a plane to just disappear? There are definitely stories of like planes that have clash- crashed into glaciers, and it triggers an avalanche, and they get buried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they get found. Yeah. Some. I mean... Tell that to fucking the people buried B- in a glacier. BB, uh, what was that? BB, DB Cooper. DB Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really strange that um these all the ones we talked about none of them have been found, even the ones from the 1950s. You know, it's just weird that they all have that in true, common. True, true, Alaska true, true, true. is very remote. It is, it is, that's and that's I very think true. Some of them haven't found. But that also makes me think that some of them haven't been found because people crash and then fucking Sasquatches take all their planes Ooh. and all of them. Alaska is where We're they would be, back. folks. Okay, thank so you. The motherland, we got the motherland is big in enough and wide enough thank and they can you. hide. Even more sinister, <coughs> planes aren't the only thing disappearing in Alaska. 
More than 2,000 people disappear from Alaska every year. Okay, that's actually... I didn't even know she was going to say that, but I am also going to go with Bigfoots on this one. No. Alaska no? also has the highest suicide rate. They do? Okay. Oh, my gosh. So they the people just be going DUIs off into the fucking well. woods? So that's twice the national average, even though they have the fourth lowest population out of all the states. To put it in perspective, yes. in 2019, Denver has as many people living in it as the entire state of Alaska. But their missing rate is way, way the fuck more. Yeah. Um, so, If I yeah. was in Alaska, I would be doing crazy bush shit, though, too. I bet you That's I would go missing. That's what everybody's doing. They don't I'd buy a big-ass lever-action gun, and I would be like, I'm good in the woods now. Yeah. And I'd be out there <laughs> no. until I got killed by a bear. Because I was bear, just out there yeah. dick, dicking around, not even doing oh, anything important. <laughs> Just yeah, just, like, I mean, just yeah. living Should the Alaskan dream. I mean, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'd just, just be like out there fishing on a boat. That yeah, could and then when you're fishing to... in a place where bears want food, too. Yeah, that's all I would Or they do see it. you catch a fish and they can't. They get do you pissed. pissed. Want to take a smoke break? I'm high I'm as down. fuck. I want to eat one of those caramel apple cowtails. I'll tell you. Let's that take right a now. quick break. Let's do it. Because I'm down to smoke and I also have to pee. So Garrett left because he was scared. June 4th, 1999, 15-year-old Michael Palmer snuck out of his house, did the teenager thing, and said, like, oh, I'm going to my buddy's house, but they're going to a party, you know? Um, And he met up with his three friends. In the cover of the night, the boys rode their bicycles to a friend's graduation party. At the party, Mike's friends said they had a few beers, and so did Michael. But they stayed long enough to sober up, and they were definitely... Uh They did. Sure. They were definitely not drunk when they left the party at yeah, 4 a.m. I've told many people that. I'm, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. No. I'll well, fucking drive. The boys had biked nine whole miles to get to that party. So the ride back was going to be long. They looked behind them at a certain point and they realized that Michael was no longer there. Is this in Alaska? Yep. Ooh. Thinking he must have fell behind, they pulled over and waited for him at the 7-Eleven, but Mike never showed. They figured he must have went home, and they all did the same. The next afternoon, Mike's mom called the friend whose house he told her he would be at. Classic. And she asked to speak to Mike. Mike's mom was, like, you know, upset and shit that he wasn't there, and she reported him missing at 3 p.m. that afternoon, which is, like, 11 hours or so after he was last seen. His bike, or one that looked like his, was found in Little Sustina River, and his shoes were found on a private airstrip 200 yards away. Despite extensive searches, no trace of Michael Palmer was ever found. By Wayfair. (laughs) By Wayfair. (laughs) There's a Palmer fucking boudoir or whatever for sale on Wayfair for like 13 grand. (laughs) In the 90s, if the internet goes that, if you could... You gotta go back. Oh, true. Yeah. Michael's older brother, Chris, was super fucking upset. He wasn't able to eat, and he didn't believe that the bike found in the river was Mike's at all. And their father was also skeptical of the story that Mike's friends told investigators. So he hired his own investigators, one of whom was threatened enough that she felt the need to move away suddenly. The P.I.? Yep. The other investigators heard rumors that Mike had never left the party. Nothing was ever confirmed. Scent dogs did not trace Mike's scent anywhere near the river where his bike was found or the airstrip where his shoes were found. It's a plant by the men in black. Hmm. Done. April 10, 2010, Mike's older brother, Chucky, who's the middle son, went on a trip with Chris, which is the oldest, um, their stepfather, and two friends. It was a real guy's trip. They had snow machines in the woods and shit. Snowmobiles. Yeah. Snow machines. I don't go outside. (laughs) That morning, though, while riding, the handlebar on Chris's snowmobile broke off. So he had no choice but to stay at the cabin to fix it. Chucky was, like, a little bummed because his brother wasn't coming. But he was also still excited to go. Yeah, you don't fucking be like, oh, you're snow machine broke like i'm thinking you well i guess we can stay even though ours are perfectly good like <laughs> right? no you get fucking it's left guy's behind, trip bro. come but on yeah i didn't drive all the way out to this not no to way like four pairs you, you can ride out you can ride bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he did he went and all the other guys went and they hit the snowy trail and according to everyone there they had a really great time 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got fucked. <laughs> they had a really long, fun day, and they headed back to the cabin around 7 p.m. They went down the main trail. 15 minutes later, the group realized that Chucky wasn't behind them anymore, so they turned around, and they saw him headed on his snowmobile the opposite way. They stopped, Why? and they... Uh, I don't know. And they didn't no, like... It's, no, it's this way, dumbasses. Yeah. And they didn't go chase him for some reason, um, which I thought was weird. But Chucky was dressed appropriately. He just he didn't have like a GPS or any water or food. Chucky was reported missing the next morning. A wild-ass snowstorm moved in, which made the search harder. They did find Chucky's snowmobile 12 miles away from the cabin, very deep in the snow. There were no footprints in the snow. There was snow. But there was also a snowstorm. Yeah, true. The Alaska troopers said it's weird that there weren't any trace of footprints because there was snow already on the ground. Um, so it would, you know, still have like indentations, I guess. Uh, this next part, I'm going to read you verbatim from the Medium article because I want you to know these are not my words. Uh, quote, Fire Chief Ken Farina, who is involved in the search, said he could think of no other explanation for Chucky's disappearance other than an alien abduction. <laughs> there were no clues and no evidence Chucky had ever been anywhere near the area where his snowmobile was found, end quote. <sighs> What's wrong, Jake? I don't think so. You don't think so? That's your fucking conclusion. The fucking chief. The chief, Jake. Of the so-called police. The fire chief. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Why not? Sounds like a whole bunch of malarkey. You're not scared? I ain't scared at all. Okay. Okay. (laughs) February 24th, 2004. Rick Hills, 35, just got home from his oil rig job a few days ago. In Alaska? He was no doubt enjoying the comforts of home when he got the notice that his paycheck was ready. He asked the kids if they wanted to come for the long drive to Anchorage, and they said no. Rick climbed into his red Dodge truck and started on the long drive from Soldatna to Anchorage, and that's 150 miles. Dang, you think they can just mail your check? Right? Assholes. Two days had passed, and Rick had still not returned from his trip. The kids are like, yeah, where's Dad? Dad. Hello? Dad? It's breakfast? Done two days later. Hey. One day's fine, but. Come on now. His wife and his mom had reported him missing, and they called the company to see if Rick had picked up his check. And he did. That's when they received notice that Rick's truck had actually been found. At the airport. He won the lottery and left you. (laughs) It was 15 miles away from home. His license was on the front seat, and the keys were in the ignition. I said that word. Uh, there was almost $300 in the center console. This is where it gets extra weird because Rick was not there. This time there was not fresh snowfall, so there were clear tracks in the snow. Rick got out of his truck and limped into the woods, like actually limped. His right foot dragged behind him. He went on for about a quarter mile before coming up on an abandoned house and going to the back porch and then wandering into an abandoned airstrip. And that's where the footprints ended. So what you're saying is cocaine CIA airstrip. You and think? Once you, fi- once you find it, you got to get snuffed. Snuffed. Or you have to join the cocaine trade. Well, that's where the search dogs lost his scent. It was like Rick was picked up like a toy in a claw machine. It was. 2006, Leon Bennett and his family were out in the woods near their son, Richard's Bennett, Richard Bennett's trailer. They were actually searching for their son, Richard, who also went missing in the same town that Rick lived in. in the Alaska. Wo- yeah. In the woods across the street from Richard's trailer, Leon found a skeleton and called the police. They thought they had found their missing son. DNA tests eventually determined the bones were actually Rick Hills, who was our guy from the last story in the from red the snowmobile one? No, the guy who was the in truck. the red truck. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his skull was missing and it's never been found. 
and neither has Richard Bennett. Hmm. Why would they leave his body? And not his head. Not his head. Super weird. And there are thousands and thousands and thousands of cases like this. So it's just like what is causing these people to literally just disappear? Women. Their wives. Well, women are, <laughs> women are too, though. Women are disappearing oh, okay. too, yeah. They were all just like, I don't want to deal with my mom. I don't want to deal with my wife. I'm leaving. Bye. June 13, 1983, Robert Ewent was driving his truck outside of Merrill Airfield in Alaska when in his rear view, he sees a woman in handcuffs with no shoes on run out of a car parked off the side of the road. He stopped the truck and let the woman in the car and drove her to a local inn to call for help. The girl was sweet angel Cindy Paulson. She was a dancer and a sex worker. She, like, met up and agreed to do a transaction with some guy for, like, $200, which, like... Not that much. You can get more, sweetie. No way, but people have sex for free all the time, so kudos to you, girl. Um, and I guess while they were in the act, he was, like, fiddling around, like, kind of behind her neck almost, and she was like, oh, I don't know. Like, she thought he was playing with, like, her necklace or something, and then all of a sudden she heard, like, a hand like a handcuff click, and before she even, like, could say anything, she was fucking handcuffed. And she, like, was held hostage, like, kidnapped and, like, raped and assaulted. Oh, so it's probably just serial killer. It's not aliens. Okay. So he... Unlike that. ...kept her in his, like, weird little basement for hours and raped her and all that stuff. And then he fell asleep for a while. And when he woke up, he told her he liked her so much, he wanted to take her to his cabin... And then he would bring her back and let her go. <laughs> Cindy okay. says, at that moment, she knew if she went with him, she would never come back at all. He threw her in the back seat. Oh, I love cabins. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's fine. Uh, and he, like, put a blanket over her or whatever and tried to, like, hide that she was in there. Eventually, the car came to a stop. Cindy noticed there was a gun and some rope in the passenger seat. The guy got out of the car and he took the gun and he started like rifling through the truck and taking things from the trunk to his plane. And she was like to his plane. Yeah. Okay, baller. She was like this is my chance and she reached, you know, she got up and she crawled out the open door and she started fucking running. And the guy started chasing her and she knew he had a gun. So she zigzagged. And you know, amazing that truck pulled up and Saved her and, like, whisked her away or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they lived happily ever after. Yeah. She actually is a real badass. But the cops were able to track down the guy because Cindy was a fucking badass. And she was able to tell him where she was held. And she was also super smart and left, like, little evidence. Like, left one shoe in one place and stuff. Like, trying to leave little clues that she was there. Yeah. So, it was Robert Hansen. He was a baker in town. He was, like, a beloved baker. He was convicted in 1984 and sentenced to, do you want to guess? 69 years. 461 years. How would I have guessed that? I you would never. I was thinking some like, pervy thing or 420 or. No, because he actually confessed to killing 17 women. I thought we were talking about aliens. Mr. Hansen was a hunter, you see. But the thrill of hunting animals was gone. So he began to prey on vulnerable women where he would lure them to remote locations, fly them into the middle of nowhere, and then literally hunt them. Nice. The most dangerous game. Yeah. But how many other Robert Hansons are out there that haven't been caught? I you don't think there's anybody else out there that's doing that? Yeah, probably a bunch of people. Yeah. Or could it have been aliens? Could have been aliens. It could have been people that are like loving bakery, owning dads by day, <clears throat> but at night releasing people into the fucking you woods took a and killing hard them. Right on this one. It's just a suggestion. Another suggestion. I was kind of hoping it was aliens. How many people are like stalking people that are on snowmobiles, waiting for them to 
you know, waiting for fall them behind. For, to just randomly drive off in the wrong direction. Well, for they could have fired miles. a bullet. And they just drove. And he would in turn around opposite. and try to fuck off. No. 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 Man, I don't know. You're driving in the same direction. The other people didn't hear a bullet. And then this guy's like, oh, actually, I'm going to go 12 miles this way. I'm going to fuck off. Something. And some guy in a white movie. ghillie suit out there. Come on. Yes. No. Oh. Okay. Okay. Next. So you don't like that one? Next. That's too far-fetched. Uh, and it also doesn't account for missing airplanes. So that's not really a good one. Yeah. I'm still convinced this is a drug operation and they're flying into these airfields and someone's just like stumbles across the airfield like oh fuck oh fuck it was a drugs and then dead um okay so dumped their body over the ocean uh the americans native to the state (laughs) sorry sasquatches they think they did this specifically central to the alaskan bermuda triangle Mm -hmm. that's our jam right now the Tlingits, they tell wide and varied stories of the Kushtaka. A Bigfoot? The Kushtaka is an evil, clever creature that can imitate infant cries or even the sound of a screaming woman to lure unsuspecting people Yo, to shore or riverbank. I hear bitch bank. be screaming, I ain't coming. And they just leave him to die there. You're not going? Are you the one screaming? No. Well, it could. It could mimic me, maybe. I don't then know. I would go. Well, you but know it would be other girl, Any other girl, I'd be like, The Kushtaka is said to look like a large, tall man with a hairy body and the head of Bigfoot. An otter. I don't know what people are fucking smoking in Alaska. I'm about to show you this picture. It's pretty dope, I'm not gonna lie to you. Here it is. It is this dope ass picture. I wanna be that as a superhero. That's a Kushtaka. It's got devil claws. It's called the like water devil or something. And uh, this is a giant ass beaver, honestly. There <laughs> is oh. also Bigfoot, but they call it Rayuli, and it's a ten foot tall, shaggy, furry creature with glowing eyes, and it's got like a crazy howl, and long arms that are supposed to reach down to its ankles. I um, want to believe. Okay, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> Could be Sasquatch and aliens and a serial killer. Or aliens are just Sasquatches. Ooh. Like, instead of being bald and stuff, not like, no, nah, it's cold as fuck in space. We're hairy. We're hairy. Ooh, I like that. Um, They're supposed to be peaceful creatures, but they do have <laughs> also the hairy man, which is like the same thing, but much more aggressive. And it's more in the southern region of Alaska. No? No. Nope. I'll have none of it. None of it. The same Tlingits have tales of a monster living in Iliama Lake. Supposedly, it's a 20 to 30 foot long, like, snake body with a giant square head. Uh, it attacks people in canoes, and it bites boats, and maybe could be eating people. On land? If they're fucking around in the snowmobile. No. And they fall in. Nope. You're fucking high right now. I'm so high. No. We don't know for sure, Jake. I know 100% your high as balls. <laughs> <laughs> I meant about the fucking oh, Illy. No. That's what they call it. Sorry. No. I want to believe, but it's I, not I'm really going to need a good more explanation. proof. I'm going to need more proof, honestly. I don't have any proof. I was just trying to come up with some explanations, but for real, for real, like a cab. Okay, and Alaska, some places don't even have police. Like a third of the villages don't. Yeah, that's fucking serial killer paradise. And remote villages that do have police aren't able to pay well, so nobody, like, wants the job. And only convicts and sex offenders, you know, apply. So that's who end up getting hired as police officers. Yo, let's, me and you both go up to fucking Alaska and be cops right now. That would be a fucking great (laughs) sitcom. Buddy cop. Buddy, no. cop. Buddy cop movie. <laughs> there are Alaska Jake State. And Haley. Right. Alaskan State Patrol Troopers. There are Alaska State Troopers, but they are mostly sent to like white villages and places that are reachable by road. Where white people live. Yeah. Um, the lack of law enforcement in Alaska was actually declared a federal emergency in 2019. 
So Damn. Yeah. So they're desperate, desperate. Right. So if regular cops are bad, cops without proper training and with like a kind of violent criminal record are like bad, bad, you know? And really we wouldn't have any way of knowing if there's police brutality at hand. I read some comment sections on like some of the news articles I was reading doing research for this. And some people did mention like rumors of police being assholes and like just letting people loose in the woods and shit. And um Dang, there's hella hella Alaska police jobs. Damn. Wild. And uh also in regards to like if something like this was going on, like why wouldn't there be bodies everywhere, right? But uh Alaska has a lot of like crazy ass terrain. <laughs> They have mud flats, and that's, like, a thick, grade mud that gets, like, drawn out by low tide, and it's, like, quicksand. So, like, the more you move, the more it hard, like, it holds you and drags you down, and um, eventually you <coughs> drown, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that sounds logical. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, you know, you have mountains, so somebody goes and fucks off trying to take a walk or whatever, and it's dark, and... Well, they tell you not to do that. That's why exactly. people like, like they have like fishing festivals up there and stuff like that. Like you could fucking, they do this in Minnesota too. Like it's a real thing. Like fucking, you're just drunk as fuck trying to walk back to your ice house. Yeah. Nope. You yeah. don't make it there and you fucking freeze to death. That's, I mean, honestly, the kind of shit that could be happening or even in terms of the planes, like with sight visibility down to a mile and yeah. a half. Oh, fuck. I'm a, a mountain. Where am I? Like, where am I at all? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's really hard to say. There's practical explanations that are just as scary as Otterman and human hunting and aliens. More upset than anything. I thought it was going to be aliens. Are you scared? No, I'm upset. You're not scared about the possibility of it being aliens? I ain't going to fucking Alaska unless I'm a cop. Alaska's scary. You shouldn't go to Alaska ever. Done. All right, deal. (laughs) Talk to me out of it. He said, deal. (laughs) I was never in it. (laughs) I was never going to go. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to read you a story from the weird shit of Maine with Taxi Guy. Ready. Okay. So this one happened recently. I get a call from Central. Guy came over on the bus and needs a ride three towns over. I turned off my radio and head to the bus station. The guy's buying a sandwich and a soda. He looks like an out-of-stater, but whatever. What are you, some kind of -of (laughs) out-of-stater? Out-of-state there, buddy. I sure hop in, I'll take you. Oh, sure, I'll take you a couple towns over. Don't worry about it, I'll take you a couple. (laughs) I ain't got nothing else to do tonight. He's stone silent in the back until he unwraps his food. The guy eats like he has never eaten before. He chugs this little, little piggy. Right, <laughs> he's relax. starving. He chugs the soda and he tosses the trash out the window. Hey man, littering is illegal here. I've got a trash bag. Just ask. Yo, bro, what the fuck? Nice, Dave. That's my commentary personally. The guy says, "Okay, okay, my uh, bad." All right. Yeah. You're gonna lose, get your panties in a bunch here. Okay, he it's just apo- fucking trash. Everybody does it. <laughs> Apparently not. He apologizes almost immediately and he falls asleep in the back. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh boy, here I'm we go. Pissed. Right? We arrive at the town, and before I can ask him where to drop him off, he wakes up and starts giving me directions. This. Yo, my crack dealer's house. He lives up here. Take a left, <laughs> right in the trailer park. This is a little weird. He directs me up to a lakeside camp and he asks me to come in and help him get the fire started. Fuck off, buddy. I just drove you three fucking towns (laughs) over. This Dave is always doing too much. Dave, come on, bud. Chill. I'm pretty uneasy about this, but I'm a sucker for $20 bills. He and I go in. Ew. You slut. Wow. Don't shame. (laughs) But still, like, what is this? This is fake taxi now? The lake. Oh, the lake house is pretty cool. One story, two bedrooms, fireplace, gas Man, oven. He's got a dope ass house. Old timey tw- fridge. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. He has no idea how to start a fire. So I get the fireplace roaring, and he hands me a couple twenties on top of my fare. Before do I wanna, do, you want to enjoy this fireplace no. with me on this on this bear rug, naked? 
Before I get out of town, Central calls me and tells me to go back. Are you serious? I get back there and he's sitting on the ground by the mailbox. <laughs> he gets in front with me and asks me to take him to town. I hey, yo, I actually don't have any food. I need Help. Some groceries. I explain it's the same fare because I'm out of town. He agrees and I take him to McDonald's, the bank, and the hardware store. He takes a really long time at the hardware store. I am pissed, and so is Central. He comes out with a box. He's paying, so fuck it. <laughs> True. He comes Take out. Take your time, buddy. That's right. What do you want? Go get your murder supplies. He comes out with a box full of shit. I joke with him about building a second floor, but he wants none <laughs> of it. Not even a chuckle. Hilarious. We oh, get back what are you doing there, buddy? Building the second floor? Oh, oh. Dave jokes. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> we get back to the lake me. house, and he's mowing down on the food again. He's eating like he's starving. He asks me to carry the box in because he's got to unlock the door. He opens the door. The place is plastered with symbols. Triangles, squares, hexagons, squiggly math symbols. He has me set the stuff on the floor and again tips me on top of the oh, fair. Uh, just put it anywhere, Dave. It's fine. I get back to the service area. Central calls and explains that he's on the phone asking if I could do a grocery run. You were literally just joking about that. I'd been like, no. No. All right, enough. I spent the whole day with this psycho. A whole cartload of groceries. Almost $300 in food. He's nowhere to be found this time. I find a check made he's out. hiding. <laughs> oh, you can't see me. <laughs> I found a check made out to the company with the cost of the groceries factored into it, the fare, and my tip again. I get into the car. The cops pull in behind me. Oh, great. This again. <laughs> Officer McSislin Bacon asks me to get out of the car with my hands up. I abide. The dude abides. He frisks me. They search the car. No guns, no nothing. He shows me a picture of the guy I've been dealing with. I explain what's happened. Yeah, he's a fucking creep. He's a weirdo. But he pays good. He's obsessed with me. Yeah. They put 20 me bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. The dollar makes me holler. They put <laughs> me in the back of a cruiser and bust into the house. Next thing I know, McSizzlin' Bacon gets in and we leave. Am I being charged with anything? Accessory to murder. What? What? He brought me to the state police barracks and interrogated me. It's not like the movies. I'm sitting at McSisley Bacon's desk and he writes what I have to say down. No handcuffs either. We're really cool shit here in Maine, I guess. He shows me a picture of a woman and two kids. I don't know them. He asks me about the guy again. This goes on for about two hours. Finally, McSislin Bacon loads me up into the cruiser and we head back to my cab. His cell phone goes off, and he flips on the blues as he answers it. He guns it as we careen towards the big bridge connecting the mainland to the inner island uh, nearby. Hey, um, I, I, I'm actually back there. I am going to throw up. That was my turn. It, my, cab, my cab's actually right there. <laughs> we fast and furious his way through a couple of intersections. Dope. We roll up on what looks like a piggy convention on the bridge. He oh, parks, lots of cops. <laughs> right? <laughs> <That's fucked up. laughs> he parks below the bridge barrier, and he call of duties his way to the trunk where he puts on his riot gear. He tells me to stay in the trunk. car. <laughs> Five minutes later, the spot truck shows up. Bang, bang. Yellow smoke rises up over the bridge. I hear gunshots. McSislin Bacon comes back, and we head to the lake house. You're free to go. We've apprehended our suspect. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Who do I sue for this? Get smart, and I'll shut off the dash camera. I put my hands up as he lets me out of the car, and I back my way to the taxi. He backs out and floors it, leaving me. The house is a crime scene, and that yellow fuck-off tape is all over the place. One officer on duty hanging out on deck. Nice day for a crime scene, huh, officer? He tells me to move along. I salute Sir, and get in my car. dead people in here. Please fuck show off. some respect. The next day, I get a call from his attorney. He asks me if the guy mentioned anything about lights over the lake or why he painted those shapes on the walls. I refer him to my statement to the police. The news story comes on the TV as I'm on the phone. Triple homicide. The girlfriend, the girlfriend's son, and the girlfriend's daughter. Slaughtered like animals. I ask the attorney if we're done. 
The attorney explains that this guy is suffering from mental issues and that it's illegal for me to go shooting my mouth off to the media. I explain that his client is a crazy asshole and that he deserves the chair. The attorney hangs up. The this chair. <laughs> you mean the chair, the man? The chair. Central tells me that that cop called and apologized for his actions, but I don't care anymore. Just happy to be three towns away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. And that's the end of the second uh, <clears throat> crazy taxi main guy. Thanks, David. That was another story? He's had more weirdos? He's got tons. Oh, God. Are you scared, Jake? <sighs> eh, no. No? No. Almost being framed for murder was the scariest part. Eh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Dave. Smoke weed and listen to the podcast. It's like 20 times better. It's good. Cat Williams has jokes about how if you just smoke weed, it's just better. It's just better. It's just better. It's we true. We did watch Cat Williams, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, don't forget to drink water. We're going to go to Taco Bell. Your mom and your dad, we love you so much. We're proud of you. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Bye. Taco Bell time. <laughs>